Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text hope NY in New York without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at Granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger. For the ones who get it done. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Mike Goolsby live on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel to talk about Notre Dame losing 31 to 23 against Clemson folks hope you are well whether you're watching live with us watching back or listening via podcast good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are wherever you're listening to this whenever it is um, just appreciate you guys uh making uh, Mr. Goolsby and I part of your day, Mike, I uh, see your home field shirt, and of course, this show is sponsored by the home field. So, thank you to our right. thank you to our partners at home field. But yeah, repping Hartman, dude. I'm running out of shirts. I had to recycle this one. It's a great, it's a great looking shirt, Mike. Uh, yeah, Sammy, old Sammy uh, H looks great on you. So, Mike, I, I guess let's just um, let's just dive right into uh, this game um, where Notre Dame outgained Clemson by a good what 40, 50 yards. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie, Mike. Second half was just 
really the whole game I thought was pretty bad football by both teams. I, I heard you say that. I heard you say that. I watched your show with Kyle Kelly, mm-hmm. the post-game show, and you'd said that more than once. You thought it was bad football, just kind of clunky gameplay, or what do you think? Or is that what do you what do you mean by that? Five turnovers, right? I mean, terrible mistakes, right? I mean, uh, both sides of the ball. Yeah, or I should say on both by both teams. Clemson literally was trying to give the game away. I mean, you look at the drive chart, Mike. Um, I mean, it, it was. Yeah, that's what they've done this season. I mean, up until the shoot, the last couple of possessions, they were trying to give the ball away, you know, give the game away. So yeah, I get. I guess I see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. So opening thoughts, Mike. Um, where do you want to take today's show? Well, I just, I just filmed an episode with on Patreon, so that was kind of like the rated R version. <laughs> you can find the link through my Twitter bio. So the challenge here <laughs> is going to be like, how do I go from a rated R version to like a PG rated version for the YouTube? No, give me like, oh come on, uh, at least. I mean, do we curse on here all the time? But yeah. You can, yeah, I, well, it's not just it's it's not just withholding some some curse words, but yeah, I think uh, the last twenty four hours, I personally have felt physically annoyed, and it's mm. like, and I'm still trying to make sense of it. It's like anxiety, frustration. Um, it's just you know this season, the hope that you had had coming into it with a you know transfer quarterback and the, the expectations that that sort of brought with it with him I should say like this has been a bust it's been a bust and I think this Clemson game it was such a trap scenario singer it's just like you know they we all knew they were better than their record indicated they'd had some sloppy football you know a lot of just flukish turnovers on the offensive side of the ball it was a day game going into Death Valley, and it was just like the whole thing set up for a trap, and it set up for a bust, and it's just like we walked right into it, and it's frustrating. And then it's like, and then what compounds that agitation, at least through my just the way I like honestly, I physically feel it, is like now you go into this off season, and it's just like run it back. I mean, we're right back where we were. We were right back where we were before Sam Hartman got here. And like so much of, I think sports fandom is attached to hope. And it's like, you had all this hope. So many folks had so much hope and what like a Hartman could bring to the offense. And he's not the sole fault of the offense being so bad, but he is the quarterback. He is the trigger man and has not met, not even come close to meeting expectations. Yeah. And it's like, and that's where I just think the, the level of frustration is, is like, was this freaking worth it to anybody watching currently anybody that's going to watch it two weeks down the road? Was it all worth it? Cause now let we me start over. You, let me ask you, was it worth it? The other side of that coin is, well, what would you have done differently? Do you just ride with your guys? Cause you don't bring in Hartman then. You keep Buckner. Who the hell knows? Maybe Pine even stays. Probably, you know, maybe Pine even when he decided to Pine's leave. Had a better, Pine's had, Pine had a better year last year than Hartman's had this year. So well, I should say Pine, Pine is that early December? So that probably would have been well before. Maybe he knew that they were going to take a transfer. Well, I don't either know. Either way, you lost either way. 
you lost two quarterbacks in exchange for this one. The results are virtually the exact same. So was it worth it? That's my question. To, you know, and then it's like, what do you do going forward? I'm sure there's going to be a ton of questions about this. Do you play Angeli? Do you play Minchie? Do you rotate him? What do you do with Sam now that the season is a bust? What do you do? And then I'm sitting there going, forget Forget what you thought Sam Hartman was, what you were sold that he was coming into the season. All the accolades, all the statistics, yada, 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 right? Forget it. Throw it out. I'm saying based off the way dude has played last three, four, five games, he's benchable. Forget all the hoopla. Forget all the fandom that was associated. Forget all the hope. The guy's been bad. He kind of sucks. You know, he kind of sucks. So it's like, Based off of the play alone, forget the season outlook, forget the whatever, he's benchable. Mm. So you're asking questions. I want answers. What would you do the rest of the season, Mike, if, if it's if you're the coach? I mean, I don't think we need to ask what you think they're going to do because we all think they're just going to stick with Hartman. But what would you do? Like, would you want to see them go to a, another option on their team or or ride out the rest of the year with Hartman? Yeah, I think, I think you um... – I think you have to, I think that at the quarterback position, I think you have to rotate in some younger players to see what you have on the shelf. And I think that's true at the quarterback position. I think you can make that argument at other positions, you know, whether it's like, okay, Joe Alt, you're going to go leave. You're going to go get paid. You've been a tremendous player for us. It's like, let's see what you have at your second string left tackle. Right. I mean, I think now's the time it's like, you, you've been losing, you lost three games, but I think, I don't see what the risk is in, in inserting an Angeli because I think that Angeli, I think, and I'm not even the biggest Steve Angeli fan, not to your level, Singer, but I want to say I, I'm pretty confident that Steve Angeli could go 13-30 for 146, zero touchdowns and two picks. I think he could do that. I don't see Angeli doing much worse. So, so I don't see I don't really see the risk in playing right. a younger quarterback. I'm curious from like a okay, we we have other things to talk about. We're not going to spend the entire show on Hartman stuff, but we're going to we leave with it. From a former like put your player hat on and you're in that locker room and they switch at quarterback are you thinking they're throwing in the towel on the season? Like, do you think that would affect things? Or are they just like, hey, no, we would rally behind Steve? I'm just, again, we don't think that's what they're going to do, like, in terms of, you know, Notre Dame going to a different quarterback. But I'm curious, like, would that bother you if you're a, a captain on that team? It depends on, well, if I was a captain on the team, and this is me, like, very old school, and this is just my thoughts, and you could say that I'm wrong, but I would have never embraced the transfer quarterback, especially somebody that's making a couple million dollars a year. Me personally, having sweat, blood, tears with my brothers for the last three, four, five years, I'm not going to put my arms around a six-month rental personally that's making way more money than the rest of us who stunk it up. So me personally, I don't care. Now, if I'm a younger kid, if I'm a sophomore, I'm a freshman, I'm a junior, and we're cycling forward to the next generation of quarterback, I embrace that because that, that's going to kind of trickle down on me. Does that make sense? So, yeah. no, I don't think that people give up on – I don't think anybody's going to give up on the season. I think that perspective is dependent on – like a J.D. Bertrand, 
that's probably out the door, you know, some of these older guys that are on their way out, they might feel one type of way. And I think a younger kid is going to embrace seeing a younger quarterback because they weren't going to have Sam Hartman next year anyways. So I think for the program, for all those young men in the locker room, I think it could be a good thing. Yeah. Folks, if you're just joining us, please, please, please hit that thumbs up uh, on this video. Of course, subscribe to our channel um, for more content. I believe we're approaching 25,000 subscribers um, on YouTube. Um, so uh, we just love uh, you know you guys being a part of what we're doing here at Blue and Gold. And uh, it's just easy to hit the thumbs up and, of course, subscribing. Uh, you, you can get your Super Chats in now. We will answer them a little bit later in the show uh 7:45 the latest we'll kind of see how the you know the the topics with just Goolsby and I progress um we, we you know we could do it earlier we may even have a surprise person pop on the show Goolsby so we'll see if that 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 person makes it in not 100% sure um if they will but we will we'll see so just kind of looking at the offense in general um on your uh twitter at my goolsby 41 you had talked about and i think even on our message board too i'm like there's a pretty interesting thread on our blue and gold message board where you were chiming in there like you were like listen you know people are dogging the receivers and you're like listen they're they're you got some freshmen a backup tight end and a walk-on out there and then tobias merriweather um Jaden thomas i don't know if we know why he didn't play yet uh, i i didn't uh, really read any articles or ever seen anything it's on hamstring. that it's it's hamstring still that was he's it for, of course he's a wide receiver he's pulled his hamstring he's hasn't been healthy for over a month yeah he needs so, to shut it down that's how that goes yeah so you're you're without probably your best receiver so i i get that yeah like i understand like there's that important context but like what aspect of the offense are you blaming like I'm putting on the spot here, but who do you kind of blame the most? Or is it pretty equal across the board? Hartman. I mean, offensive line wasn't at its best yesterday. Um, you know, the receiving group, Jared Parker. I mean, what what do you think kind of deserves the most blame or, you know, just thoughts on that kind of topic, Mike? In this game, this Clemson game, I put the lion's share of it on Hartman. And, I again, I watched you and Kyle Kelly, and shame on both of you's. You guys are like, well, the receiver room, the receiver. Oh, room. come on, Mike. I what? I was like, they all. It was all bad. It was all bad. Nah, I was like, Hartman stunk. Maybe, maybe my ears were clogged. But it, you guys were throwing a lot of shade on the receivers, and I've just found it. God, I've been talking about this for a month. I was like, when it goes bad, who's going to take the blame? Is it going to be the off? I say it every week. Is it going to be the offensive line? Is it the receivers? Is it Parker? You know, way down that list, there's your quarterback that never really takes any any blame. This game in particular, Hartman played like ass. And he said so in the press conference. He's like, I played terribly. It was unacceptable, whatever. He played bad. You guys can sit there and say that receivers weren't open. There's receivers open. Are they wide open? You know, I mean, this isn't a video game, folks. There's receivers open. He was brought here to be accurate. He was brought here to make good decisions. And in this game in particular, and it's been showing itself games leading up to this, inaccurate, horrible decisions. So he gets the gold star in terms of um, you know, who, who, who takes the most blame for the Clemson loss. Parker's in second place. I'm just I'm to the point now where being critical of wide receivers, uh, a, a room chock full of freshmen. I'm having a, di a difficult time as an ex-player 
pointing too many fingers at that room. I think our expectations for a 26 year old quarterback should be a lot higher than they should be for a room full of a bunch of freshmen. So like shame on all of us as fans, if we're pointing fingers at wide receivers, I'm just saying they can't throw themselves the ball. Um, but then I think Freeman takes a little bit of blame for this game. I thought the team didn't come out fired up. I talked about that on the Patreon. Everybody was looking at this wasn't a night game in Death Valley as being a, a pro, and I understood that argument. But I'm saying for our guys, the travel, the early kickoff, I mean, those guys are still cleaning sleep out of their eyes. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of a slow start. But I think Freeman takes a little bit of blame because – our defense has played so well this year. They had a rough start, but I tweeted this. Nine minutes left in the third quarter, Clemson had nothing offensively. They were out of, out of, out of ammunition. They had no aces up their sleeves. It's like, okay, it took gold in a while, but we got them figured out. Marcus Freeman, Coach Parker, they seemed to like freak out and got away from the run game, which is supposed to be our identity, which we had such great success with in the first half. It's like Freeman didn't think we could stop them from scoring points. It's like eventually we stopped them. It's like go back to what worked. You know, you had it within a score. So, but yeah, Hartman takes the most blame this week for sure. Clemson did to Notre Dame what Notre Dame has been doing to other teams. Like when, when Notre Dame has won, like, you know, some of these quote-unquote big games the past couple of years, like it's not, you know, super flashy offensively, but it's good defensively right a pick six uh you make a special teams play like clemson does that kind of make sense mike yeah no what they put yeah. they played a team game is what you're saying they did and that's I what mean, games, did yeah, it's been a three phase we went on all three phases the, the best games and yeah. i think that you know you know freeman's got to make some moves here because i know that he's entrusted al golden the defensive side of the ball is in good hands with coach golden freeman's been pretty vocal He's no offensive guru, right? Correct. So Freeman's somewhere in the middle. And Freeman needs to spend more time with the offensive side of the ball. I'm not saying he needs to get into the minutia of play calls, et cetera, but get on your freaking headset and say, hey, Parker, run the ball, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like you sure. can dip your toe into that water as the head man. and Maybe not like a per play basis but like some kind of like overall like theme of what we want to do offensively kind of chime in more. Sure. I mean, you, the way the game opened up, it was like, damn, you know, we're making very impactful runs. We get down a little bit and then we freaked out, you know, we freaked out and completely switched up. And then you go back to that no identity and Hartman's having a bad game. He's having a bad day at the office and then we're still continuing to try to throw the ball. So Against my better judgment, Mike, we're going to – I'm going to bring up another Hartman topic because I think this no, – the Drew Pine – yeah, the Drew Pine-Hartman um, comparison is interesting. Now, I think the schedule last year was, you know, significantly – So is this going to be you trying to prove me wrong no, 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 here? Because no. I'm not no, here no, for no. that. Because no. I've been right since January. So we can get into it. Go ahead. I, I just hate when people run this – people run the statistics because you could – you could configure statistics however you want, whatever is convenient for your argument. But go no, ahead. I'm just, listening. Just bringing up the numbers. Uh, Pine, 65% completion, 2,200, uh, or excuse me, 2,021 yards, 21 touchdowns to six interceptions is a pretty good ratio. 
183 yards per game, a couple rushing touchdowns. And Hartman, on the other hand, 63% completion, 2,272 yards. Now, he had some, you know, big passing games, you know, early. Yeah, in the, yeah against non-FBS teams early in the season, sure. Yeah. No, but look at go Ohio State, be, go Ohio State in the remainder of the season. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Um, and then he had 18 to seven, and then even the yards per game from Pine from 183 to 227, you know, difference of what 40, 40 some yards, not not a huge difference. So, and then so three I sit there and go talking about moving forward with Angeli and or Minchie. Last game, Hartman was 13 to 30 for 146, zero touchdowns, two picks, 39 QP, QBR against Pitt, who's an awful team. 18 to 25 for 288, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Against USC, 13 to 20 for 126, two touchdowns. You know, Louisville, three picks. You know, so it's just like, again, the message, the story was accurate leadership, decision making, et cetera. And there's been a regression there. And you could blame whoever you want. I'm just saying, as I've said since January, he was never that special to begin with. And get it through your heads, people. People want to blame the receivers. They want to blame Parker. They want to blame everything but the quarterback. I don't know, man. I think it's pretty split on like a no, lot. Of Mike, I've been I've been personally attacked for eleven months. Nobody I'm saying right now me. it's 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 split. Yeah, right like, now, right now, we're off for sure. Right now, yeah. yeah. Right now, everybody sees the light. Yeah, yeah. Um. Folks, we're going to hear from Homefield, which Goolsby and I are both rocking our home field um, right now. Uh, an amazing collegiate clothing line, uh, officially licensed and comfortable clothing. And they have fantastic Notre Dame designs. And Mr. Goolsby is rocking his uh, Sam Hartman Victory March tee. I'm rocking the uh, the Notre Dame tennis sweatshirt that I wanted for a while. Homefield was kind enough to send that to me. So thank you, Homefield. Um, so, folks, please check it out at homefieldapparel.com. Fantastic Notre Dame designs, really getting into the art guys and showing off the nostalgia. Um, you know, there's just that kind of nostalgia feeling when you look through these um, these designs in their clothes, and it's very unique and thoughtful. Um, can't wait to see more folks rocking their home field um, at these Notre Dame games. They actually have a license to over 150 colleges. You can find college shirts um, for really anyone. And even better, when you use the promo code BLUEGOLD23, you will receive 15% off your first order with Home Field. Site is easy to shop to find perfect college football gear. You need to complete your game day outfit. Be prepared for the fall um, and into next year by shopping today at homefieldapparel.com. And remember to use that promo code BLUEGOLD23 and receive 15% off your first purchase. So that's Homefield. Thank you for sponsoring today's show. Uh, Mike, just big picture outlook the rest of the season. Like 7-3, and three, you got Wake and Stanford. Where you kind yeah, of go yeah. from here, deal? What are, What are your thoughts? I mean, uh, good thing we've got two weeks to process this. <laughs> you know, with this bye week, because yeah, I just this loss, bro. For whatever reason, and it's I think it's the Hartman thing. It's really just like I'm just so annoyed. So I don't really have any like cohesive thoughts on the rest of the season, other than 
the season to me, this, the Hartman experience, the Hartman experiment, however you want to look at it, wasn't supposed to be an experiment. It was supposed to be a sure thing. Um, it's been an abject failure. So it's like, I'm just more like it. Let's see it. What young quarterbacks we have on the shelf for the future of the program. And with that, why not sprinkle in some younger talent, uh, you know, at, at various positions. If you got guys that aren't coming back, fifth year guys, guys that are going to the league, et cetera. You're building for 2024. Personally, I don't, I don't know how any of us coaching staff inc included and they're having these conversations now, right? Mike, about what we're going to do quarterback 2024. Freeman said that they were going to take this time off to get their arms around that. So they're going to figure out what are they trying to do? Transfer portal, et cetera, 2024. We all think they're going to get a transfer quarterback. Been saying it since January, but now on top of that, you got to talk about what are we doing at quarterback the rest of the season? You know, and I don't know how you can make an informed, as informed of a decision for 2024 at quarterback, unless you see these guys get some run to close the year out. Sure, sure. I do wonder if this failed, and I agree with you, Mike, it's a failed experiment. Um, in terms of expectations, uh, I, I personally still think they improved the the quarterback room with him, but it's not as good as we thought it was going to be. Uh, we being me and some others, maybe not you, Mike. Appreciate that. Uh, but Appreciate I that. wonder if they say this didn't work. They're kind of gun shy on doing another one in another, in another year, Mike. I was well, going to say, darn, yeah, I was going to say this is three out of four years. But I mean, they this current staff had nothing to do with Jack Cohn. But I, I do wonder if they're like, man, what if we just run these, you know, run the guys out there that we have because. We'll have Angeli. This will be his third year in the program. Maybe he's your guy that you run out against Texas A&M. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If he stinks the bed, dude, you got Minchie, who I hear is doing pretty well. And then you even have Carr. So it's like, if if they don't see next year's team as like a, and we could bring in the big time transfer portal guy at quarterback, and it's still not the year. Then maybe we just run with our guys. Um, you know, if they are the if they believe in that quarterback room, then maybe they just do that rather than going to the portal. Which kind of sounds like a, it sounds like a conversation we had about this time last year, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the whole thing, and it's not this. It's not that like oh I'm vindicated or that I was right and I'm rubbing it in your face. It's more so like I'm sitting there going, why would you listen to anybody else? So like this offseason, find us, you know, find me. It's just like versus everybody else is blowing smoke. So that's like the one thing. It's just like that's where the frustration like comes from. But, yes, you're going to get a transfer quarterback. But then, yeah, are you going to be a little bit gun shy? Sure. I mean, you're not going to find anybody with more experience than Sam Harmon. That person does not exist. They'll never exist coming never. out of COVID. You're never going to have a six-year quarterback again. What needs to happen, whether Parker stays in that role, but like you've got to figure out what is the ask of our quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, like what is the offensive philosophy? 
you know, because it's like whether it was Cone, Pine, Hartman, it's all kind of the same thing. I mean, the results week to week, whatever, you know, we don't have a dominant, impactful offense. And that's that's just kind of the ask. I mean, Hartman was like a John Stockton. He was just a point guard. You know, what I mean, he people thought he was Kobe. And like, no, he's just John. He's he's John Stockton out there. He's just dishing the ball, whatever. You get what like, I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think that for Notre Dame to get a like a true truck big time quarterback, right? Like a top five, seven quarterback, it would need to be an underclassman guy because, like you said so many times, like it, you're going to the league. Right. If if you could go to the league, you're gonna go to the league. Like if you're transferring as a grad transfer, like you're maybe not that guy, right? Does that does that make sense? Because like underclassmen quarterbacks transfer. I mean, Caleb Williams transfers after a year. Like th- those guys will move around. Does that make sense, Mike? Does my question make sense? Yeah. So you're saying if it is a transfer, is it is it a fifth year grad transfer that's looking for some money like Hartman was, or is it a guy that actually Wants to elevate his draft stock and well, go play well, in a pro. No, I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting at. If you're going to go the transfer portal quarterback route, how good can he be? Like, I, I mean, like, how much better can it's like exactly what I've been saying? Hartman, you got to understand how maddening this whole thing has been, Singer. Because I said in again in January, and I've said like every single week, it's like, what are the criteria to win the job? What are the five things that matter? arm strength, you whatever, experience, practice, you know, mobility, leadership, like whatever the things, whatever the things are, what are the five, 10 things that we're evaluating the position on? Freeman's got to come up with that probably solely. Freeman's got to come up with that criteria and then we base our decisions. It's like your value system in your own life, Singer. Your value system is going to dictate your course. So what, what do we value in the quarterback position, make it public, and then we either seek that person out or we develop those things from the kids that we have? I don't know if that answers your question. But, yeah. yes, this whole this – whole, all this baloney about <laughs> – baloney. All this baloney about, oh, Hartman's coming to elevate his draft status. It's like, get real, dude. If anybody believes that, you know – I got some swamp land in Florida, whatever the analogy is. I'm going to try and sell you. This was about getting paid, and he knocked it out of the park. Because I heard like $2 million now with NIL. Well done, Sam. Thanks. You know, moving on. So that's something I'm also going to take into consideration if I'm looking at a transfer next year. I am curious. What are like, their priorities? Yeah. I am curious, like, what the hell this looked like in practice, this offense? Like, was Notre Dame – when it was best versus best in the scrimmage was Notre Dame's off passing offense, just getting shut down. And you're in and, and Notre Dame's probably like the coaches are like, well, I mean, we got these, I mean, our DBs are pretty darn good. I mean, the safe, I mean, the safety's corner, like it's a, it's a good unit. I mean, but when we play other teams, we'll, it'll look better. Like I, that's where my mind's starting to go. Like what they, what actually happened at practice? Um, the lead up to what are you talking about? Like camp, et cetera. Correct. Camp. So, so what happened in practice to what set these expectations? Finish. No, I'm thinking, was it this bad? Like, was the passing offense this bad in camp? Right? Because they go out and they torture against Navy and Central Michigan, get it? But Notre Dame's like Notre. If Notre Dame's offense played Notre Dame's defense in a college football game, Notre Dame's defense would 
would have its way with the offense. Like, what did those guys see at practice? What that Can must I give have you been. A thought? I love your train of thought. Can I give you an answer? Please. This is just right off the top of the head. That's why Please. we're here. Yeah. I've watched enough Sam Hartman. And believe me, folks, nobody's seen more film than your boy. Maybe Tim Hyde. Probably Tim Hyde, if I'm being honest. And, like, people are like, oh, I'm reading the comments. Receivers aren't open. Dude, I have hardly slept. Nobody watched that Clemson game more than me. Receivers are open. And you probably didn't play either, like I did. <laughs> I'm just saying, receivers are open. Hartman, he's a competitor, and he'll tuck the ball, and he'll run, and you love to see those heroics. I'm here for it. But he doesn't extend the play, Mike, in that, like, okay, I'm going to slip out of the pocket, right? I'm going to extend the play. He doesn't do that. And when we were when we watched him at Wake, slow mesh, right, which holds the safety. And then what happens? That interior line kind of parts. And Sam Hartman would step up into that pocket, and he has he's, his vision is clear, right? He's literally basically where the center would be. If he was, like, taking – he steps up in the pocket, he has clear vision, he makes a throw. At Notre Dame, he don't do that. We talked about it on the Patreon. Sam Hartman has changed his throwing motion. He's throwing up off of his toes now. He's starting to sail a ton of balls, right? He can't see like he did at Wake. So you mentioned practice. You can't touch the quarterback in practice, Mike. So that allows Sam to kind of like – he's not playing real football. So he might have slipped. It's like, okay, well, here comes Batello, tags off, would be a sack. You get what I'm saying? It's not live bullets. So he can move around. Sorry if I'm boring you, Singer. You're no, young. No, sorry, no. Um, so that's that's my two cents is that it's not a realistic look. And then furthermore, I said this before. When Sam was at Wake Forest, nobody gives a shit about Wake Forest. Nobody circles Wake Forest on their calendar. It's a throwaway game for most of their opponents. Sam Hartman playing under the lights at Notre Dame is getting a different type of energy from the defenses he's ever that he's ever played against. It's just true. You're you're good, Mike. Just have been uh, battling some some stomach issues this week. Just oh, uh, God, yeah, no, it's it's been a. Well, if you got to run off, if you got to run off, just yeah. uh, hey, hey, no, man, we um, no, I, I won't be, I won't be a uh, dipping off 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 screen. I'll I'll, I'll hold it, and we're good. Um, Mike, we haven't really talked about the defense. I want to just touch on that before we yeah. get to super chats. I mean, it, it wasn't terrible. I mean, Clemson kind of had, you know, some of those big yeah, games. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, of course, it was 31 points, but there was the pick six. The Moffat touchdown, dude, where DJ Brown, I think it was DJ Brown was blitzing, runs right by Moffat. Marist, I don't know what he was looking at. Um, just Never do, Mike. We never he do. Was unblocked and just nowhere to be found. He loves to, he loves to shuffle. Like, he just shuffles, you know? Hands out of his side, just shuffling. And I've said this for going on two years, bro. If you run the ball right at Marist, he cannot diagnose, as I say, diagnose downhill. He can't do it. He'll run and chase. He'll run over the top, be a backside pursuit. He'll do it. Yeah, people want to put that blitz, put that touchdown on DJ. He's way too wide on his angle. He's thinking quarterback. He's not thinking run blitz. Marist, you have to find the ball. And Tim will say the same thing. Tim will be like, oh, that's on DJ Brown. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't condense. He didn't squeeze the air off the edge. Defense, they, they like I said, they they did what they had to do. Um, 
they did what they had to do. And defense played with poor field position. Offense played with worse. I mean, yeah. Clemson had the ball, a lot of plus territory. But it's just one of those games, bad game, where we just gave up chunk runs, man. And just – I've always said, like, foundationally, fundamentally as a defense, especially in college, Mike, it's like we're stopping the run, and that gives us a place to stand. And in this game, we didn't do that. You know, it's like watching USC last year, just these chunk run plays. And they're just – they're um, they're like – they're debilitating. You know, when you get gashed in the run game, it's like, oh, it's like a body shot in boxing, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's just like the whole game, you just add on that Clemson was totally banged up. They limped into this game. That's yeah, they got like freshman offensive linemen. That's another thing that I wanted to talk about with you and Kyle Kelly dogging our receivers. It's like, bro, Clemson was playing true wide, true freshman at corner. Like they were. So we got true freshman wide receiver, true freshman at corner. It's not like they were lined up against you know, Cam Hart and Morrison. Receivers were open yesterday. I don't care what anybody says. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that goes back to like I talked about this with on the Patreon. Freeman's approach to this game. It's like they got so many young kids. You know, we kind of came out flat. They, they're down. They're at their second string running back. Their quarterback's no good. I just wonder about the approach to the game. It kind of felt like that that Louisville sort of, you know, mojo or lack thereof. And that like, we went into Louisville, like, Oh yeah, we're going to rotate guys. Like we got this locked, you know? And I, I don't know if we overlooked Clemson, which is so frustrating because it was such an obvious trap game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into the, uh, the super chats, um, starting with uh, some that came in before our show started. Hank, with 10, he says, uh, I asked the same question about Golden a year ago with regards to players needing time to adapt to a new system. Fellas, does the same question follow Parker? Is he the guy but needs more time? So quick two-parter there, Mike and Hank. Appreciate the 10. So, yeah, the Golden thing is pretty clear that uh, the system works, but he's tried on a couple different things. Sorry for the – I always give the longest answers to these. But like last year, Hank, remember we saw Isaiah Foskey, a second round draft pick at defensive end, playing inside linebacker. Like that, we had like three down, we had three up. Like Golden flushed that down the trash. So he's learned. Um, Golden's also had dudes like a Marist, like a JD, a Watts, Morrison, Hart, Henderson, DJ Brown. Howard Cross, Riley Mills, all those guys, all those guys have gotten another year of repetition. So it's 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 absolutely improved. Is does it is it gonna take Parker another year? Not necessarily because we're still running Coach Reese's offense, by and large. I mean, the run calls are a little bit different. There's some couple scheme things that's been different. So I don't think. You know, he needs another year, whereas Golden came in brand new. Am I making sense, Singer? Do I have a cohesive thought here? It, no, it makes sense. And yeah. I also just – I think offense is kind of easier to pick up. Um, I would be my opinion. I think that defense – like the designer defense, yeah, that's I, probably more complicated than – Yeah, there's more, there's more nuance. There's more checks out of it. That's a good point, Singer. There's more checks out of it. So, yeah, I, I mean, maybe Parker's going to improve. You can't imagine he's going to get worse. But we have, as an offense, the last the yeah. last year, 
I don't think he's the guy. And nobody's calling for him to get fired, but this is big time football. But whoever you bring in next, Freeman has to be able to illustrate what he wants an offense to look like. That's going to dictate his decision-making process, who he interviews, et cetera. Fans, we all want to see the ball pushed downfield. Freeman wants to run the ball. But if we don't have, you know, we got to figure out what do you want that offensive identity to look like? Yeah. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think Freeman needs another year because again, this is these players second, third year running Reese's system. Yep. Hank, appreciate the 10. Joey with 10 says, screw it. Fire the whole offensive staff. I'm sick. I'm sick of these candy. Hardman experience is blown up in our face. Uh, time to develop players. Transfers are not going to mess the problems. Andy has. Yeah. I mean, the quarterback position, especially a one year rental, Joey is incredibly problematic because then you're starting over every single year. So I agree with you. Transfers masking problems. It can. I mean, John Jean Baptiste has been a, one of the best players on defense. Harper's played great. So transfers can work, but at the quarterback position, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. You know, so like, I mean, I would imagine you're going to get transfers at, at the wide receiver position. I would imagine. Yeah. You know, it's like when an NFL team like signs Phillip Rivers for one year, you're just going in for that year and you figure out next year. That's that's kind of yeah, that's kind of what this is for the one year rental thing. It's 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 very much just. But it's uh, God, is it fascinating, though, because all your sources, Singer, told you this was a playoff team this year, right? You know, yeah, they did. I mean. I would hope the big would reason that. the reason they thought your sources felt this and the reason the fan base felt this was is was your transfer quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he he was supposed sure. to cure a lot of these ills across the board. So like don't be you can't half step it because I haven't half stepped shit since I've been doing this. Fans are half step and be like, "Well, you know, 6 months ago he was a top 5 quarterback and now you're talking out the other side of your mouth saying well it's our wide receivers can't get open it's like well which one is it you're half stepping i think it's both for me personally i think it's both i'm just not i i just i i no, i well, no, nobody nobody and i've noticed this nobody in the media is going to throw hartman under the bus because so much of your offseason content was propped up by the guy so you can't you can't renege on that well i mean it still is yeah so Mike, so much of your content is Hartman too. So I mean, it's just the other way on it. Yeah, but I was. Yeah, it's well, it's the right way. But I was one person swimming upstream for eleven months. One person. And now you're, and now I, I know. You now know, I'm in a tube going down it. It was a win-win for you on that on that whole thing. So, their Notre Dame does great, or uh, you're very much right. So, win-win. Adam, with five says, um, ten and six. Um, uh, this is, this is a great oh, question. Is it the score 10 6? Why were Hart and Morrison on the bench? Lewis, Mickey, and Gray were the corners. Clemson salvated and exposed Lewis and Mickey to go up 17 to 6. I, I, I honestly don't, I didn't know this part of the game. I, I missed that, but um, I've seen that's okay. Time. I do. Um, so that was planned rest to answer Adam's question, which is another sort of red, not red flag. It's just an eyebrow raiser from Coach Freeman. Because, like, okay, we went into that game with we're going to plan to rest Hart and Morrison on a given series. Does it make sense to take them both out at the same time? Absolutely not. Did yeah. Morrison play last week? No, so he should be rested. 
that that from Freeman is very similar to like the we're going to rotate our interior O line against Louisville. It doesn't make sense. And like this isn't the game where it's like we planned on resting them. It's like okay, well the the game plan, the script, the flow hasn't played out that way. Boneheaded decision. Boneheaded decision by the so coaching staff. Did did Freeman say that like the planned resting like that, that was confirmed? That's like I, I seen yeah. That's crazy. Huh. Um, some trust in those young well, people. Freeman said after after Hartman threw a pick six, right? Freeman said like it spooked him. He used the term spooked. You know, it's coming off of Halloween. He's like, it spooked us. We want to get back to the run game. And it's like, well, damn. Your six-year yeah. quarterback threw a pick six and you got spooked. I, th- I thought that's why he was here. It was to give you that confidence. It's here from uh Augie's locker room. Another one of our best, best sponsors, folks. When you come into a Notre Dame game, uh, when you come into South Bend for a game, whether it's this season, next season, or any seasons, you have to make time for Augie's locker room. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame Stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind Rockney items. They have uh, exclusive Joe Montana signed items and famous sculptor Jerry McKenna's replicas of the bronze statues around the stadium. And Augie gets new stuff in all the time. But if he doesn't have something you're looking for, he's going to go out and find it for you. Visit Augie at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. It's got some amazing stuff that you're going to want to check out. Visit AugiesLockerRoom.com 574-277-6363. And it looks like they may be moving as well. Augie posted on Facebook, although we are not officially open yet, we have moved into our new location at 1733 North Ironwood Drive, South Bend. So um, check that out. So it, definitely go to AugiesLockerRoom.com and give them a call, 574-277-6363. Moving along in the Super Chats. Appreciate the support, everyone. Thank you to Augie's and Home Field for supporting tonight's show. Andrew asked, Mike, who are your preferred who is your preferred offensive coordinator or three candidates? I can't I mean, answer. Andrew, I, I don't think I could. And, 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 dude, it's a great question. It's a fair question. I spend an ungodly amount of time with this stuff, and I haven't – this isn't my full-time gig. I, I couldn't I couldn't name one. I couldn't name one. Well, it doesn't – We're not even having that conversation yet. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. So I don't think – People have asked me, what, what transfer quarterback should we go after? I'm like, I haven't the slightest clue. When we pick one, I'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's if 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 Parker gets let go or Parker leaves, then let's talk about this. But at this point, you know, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So Andrew, really I think re- I think it's more of I think it's more of um, just to give him some sort of answer because that's yeah, it's more of a philosophical thing where Freeman has said he wants to basically run the ball the program's built on o-line d-line play does that philosophy change or shift for freeman but whoever that offensive coordinator is and you know what freeman wants for the program they have to marry up they do and i i just i don't believe i've talked about this quite a bit went into this great detail on the, the patreon but like we sit there as fan singer and we're like, oh, we got to go get that guy. No, nah, we want that guy. Like we're shopping at the mall with, a, you know, American Express black card or whatever, right? Yeah. Here's John, John checking in. 
John Kennedy says, I'm spooked by the Notre Dame offense the last 25 years. John, what's up, buddy? So um, like we don't have we don't have like an unlimited budget, A, to go after people based off this this um Andy Ludwig debacle. But beyond that, whatever coach has to want to come here as well, folks. So it's like we have a ton of faith in in Marcus Freeman. We love Notre Dame football. We're optimistic. We see CJ Carr. We see Cam Williams, et cetera. These other coaches are going to have to some offensive quarter at that Tulane or he's at, you know, whatever, Southern Miss or he's at UCLA. Like they have to move their whole family here. And Marcus Freeman has yet to really prove himself. And that's something that those younger OCs are going to take into account. Tommy Reese going to Alabama, that's a no-brainer, right? Coach Freeman, Notre Dame right now, for a young offensive coordinator, isn't necessarily a home run. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mike, we got about 30 Super Chats. So, um, yeah, let's – I'll be uh, quick, dude. I'll try to be quick. Let's dive into these. Colin, $10, says, maybe everyone set expectations too high. Receivers never get separation. Receivers are the slowest in the country. Need transfer receivers or next year is the same regardless of quarterback. Well, Colin – you're wrong. Respectfully, you're wrong. Um, they're not the slowest in the country. Yes, we probably want some transfers, you know, but just a tip, Colin, don't use definitives when speaking. So you say they never get separation. They had to have at some point, right? We've completed a pass this year. Moving on. All right, Colin, appreciate the 10, brother. It's good to see you. Uh, John says, since Ohio State, Notre Dame is bottom five in Division One for third down percentage last three road games. Hartman sure. passing efficiency rating is the same as Iowa's offense all year. Yeah, that's that's accurate. So like I said, when you were trying to compare Pine stats to, to Hartman stats, it's like, no, no, no. Let's delete those first four games against non-Division One teams, FBS teams. Yeah, Hartman's not good. You heard it here first. John, appreciate the five. Uh, he's Rick not, with the five he's literally not. Just to be clear, he's not. Like, it is what it is. Uh, Rick with $5 Super Chat. We have not won a national title with a senior quarterback since at least 1964, so we can drop the portal and focus on recruiting and develop the quarterback position. I mean, you're going to get a portal. You're going to get a transfer quarterback. And there's nuance to all of this stuff. And people want to have selective hearing. But it's like I, I I challenge Freeman to come up with five criteria, what we're looking for in a quarterback transfer portal or not. And then the other thing is if you do bring one in, so you have four quarterbacks on scholarship, like Freeman says, are we going to guarantee him the starting job like we did with Hartman that people want to argue about? You're wrong again. He was guaranteed that job. So that's problematic. You bring in another transfer and guarantee him a job, horrible for the program. Rick, appreciate the five. Um, Dr. Petro, $20 super chat, very generous. Thank you. Said, where was the juice versus Clemson except Watts? There seems to be no on field leadership. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. No, I, I sense that too, watching the game. I think, I think it's, a, um, it's a byproduct of that early kickoff. And Singer, again, you, you have been doing this for several years now. Like day games for Notre Dame athletes aren't ideal. They have a different schedule than the rest of the country. And, um, but it's real. I mean, they are human beings. They're not robots, right? So yeah. those early day, they, they, folks, they fly in Friday afternoon, go to a walkthrough, go back to the hotel, wake up and go balls to the wall, right? It's, it's a right. difficult ask sometimes for Notre Dame athletes. Dr. Petro, appreciate you. You're a legend. Uh, Peter Pye with $5 says, Watch Parker is so irritating. He is so predictable, only running in 12 and 14 personnel and no play action to get receivers open. Um, I believe uh, – I, I can't believe I'm forgetting the guy's name, but he he, um, he does video stuff for Irish Sports Daily, and he tweeted out um, – you guys let me know in the chat. I can't remember his name. Um, two of 36 plays or something like that were, were, uh, were play action. Isn't that crazy? No, it's it's – it is maddening, Peter Pie. It is maddening because so many of the fixes are so obvious to like lay people like ourselves. And I, I've argued for going under center. You know, go under center, run play action. It works. We've seen it work. And it's like, nope, we're good. We don't do it. So yeah, I understand the frustration. Yeah. Um, appreciate uh, the super chat, Peter Pie. Um, Rick with another five says they're crossing routes and slants work for this team and it was working, but they stopped. Why? Well, they probably took it away. The crossing routes and slants work for this team and it was working, but they stopped. Yeah. I mean, he likes to run crossers. He likes to run crossers. He likes to do rub routes. We've seen that. Dude, Parker loves that tight end displaced. It's like out of 11 personnel. You saw it with Mitch. He runs a little out route. The outside receiver goes vertical. It's just, it's the pick Hartman threw a, a, a pick six on. I have seen that play, that route combination, 50, 60, 70 times this year. It's just like like the tight end doesn't even switch it up and run an in route. It's always an out route, try to bait the corner. It's the same play Tobias Merriweather scored a touchdown against um, Tennessee State. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. I don't I don't have a great answer. Rick, appreciate the five. Mike with five says, somehow we coach Sam down in our system. Would he have been better if Tommy were still here? Oh, that's another thing. For Yeah, because before it was Pine sucked and Reese sucked, and now it's like <laughs> – before it was like Reese sucked, Pine sucked, Buckner sucked, Book sucked, right? Dude, everyone sucks, yeah. <laughs> but this year, it's only Parker sucks. Hartman doesn't suck. So it's like we it, it's our fault. It's Notre Dame's fault that Sam Hartman isn't winning the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm I'm saying Mike Nolan to answer your question. The system that Hartman played in, he had clear visibility. He had no rush, and it was just I'm telling you, he wasn't like that talented of a dude. You've seen him be slow in progressions. You've seen him be inaccurate. Part of it's because he's playing behind a line. He doesn't extend a play. 
He's been sailing balls. But that offense at Wake was slow mesh, step up in the pocket, jump ball. Uh, we were looking at Tim Hyde joining us, but Tim is uh, Tim's not able to join. He he had a family function. Yeah, his tail's between his legs, dude. After last after that debate he and I had, I'm just kidding, Tim. I think he was at a funeral. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Hank with five dollars says I might be nuts. Um, is it worth looking at Rudolph to run the offense? Won a lot of games at Wisconsin as the offense coordinator, or possibly look beyond the program. I, I I don't know. That would just be irresponsible, and it would be speculation on my part. I know nothing. Guys, yeah. In if, regards to that. But I do think that, like, if you demote Parker and then you elevate another guy that's already on staff, I can't see that being good for the coaches, like, coaches' chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean, I, you if guys – you, you retain – bro, if you retain Parker for 2024 – and you get another transfer quarterback, hypothetically, these are things that could very easily happen, Mike. I wonder if people start to look at Freeman less glowingly. I think something needs to happen here in terms of coaching dynamics. All right, Hank, appreciate the five. Uh, Eric says, we're built like the old Wisconsin teams right now. Offensively, thoughts on giving... Giving Rudolph the play call duties. Yeah, so we just touched on this. Um, so, Eric, appreciate the five. Um, and yeah, no, he's we, not wrong. Yeah, this looks like Big Ten football. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just talked about that. Um, but, yeah, appreciate it. Uh, Colin says, stop blaming Hartman for everything. He throw. Colin, you're not on the right show, buddy. You got to you gotta start putting these on Wednesday show. Yeah, well, so, no, I'll go along with it because that's $15. Colin has contributed to be wrong on both accords. So if you're telling me to stop blaming a sixth-year quarterback that's making $2 million a year to be here and it's going to set the program back a year because we're starting over, I can't blame him, yet you want to blame the wide receivers with a bunch of true freshmen. Beyond that, Colin, do you think Sam Hartman had the wherewithal to look at the roster before he came over here? Yes or yes? I'll say yes. I'd say yes. Yeah. Colin, I still love you. Thanks for the five. Uh, Chris, Chris with then says, now that we're not playing for anything significant, it's time to abandon the Sam Hartman experiment and start Angeli. As Goolsby says, let Sam, Hart let, let Steve Angeli take his lumps uh, and develop from within and stay out. of. I want to be clear here. I want to be clear here. I am not saying that Angeli is the guy by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm not saying let, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that Angeli has the genetic DNA championship potential he is not the guy to take your lumps with in the way that minchie or maybe even a car could be if if they go to the portal this year i know you're saying you've been calling it but are you like that's a bad move like do not do that like you were maybe this past year i'm gonna get some of this stuff tattooed on my forehead so that like there's like obviously i'll do it backwards so people can read it you're going to get a transfer quarterback. Coach Freeman's told you as much. He values experience. He wants four quarterbacks in the room. It's coming. The nuance there is don't guarantee the son of a gun the job. So you're okay that? if they bring one in? For sure. Because okay. Angeli ain't the guy. Now, hypothetically, if CJ Carr was Angeli in terms of the length of time in the, in the, in the building, you with me on that, Singer? Yeah. That was CJ Carr, and Clint. I had Minchie as a backup. 
I'd say nope, no transfer quarterback. Yeah. But given that Angeli, who I disbelieve has physical limitations, Angeli's like a Jack Cone to me. Probably. Okay. I think that's the ceiling is a Jack Cone. Good quarterback, not championship quarterback. So I'm talking specific to Steve Angeli being your number two, bringing a transfer. If Steve Angeli was CJ Carr, I say no transfer. Stick with Carr and Minchie. Go Irish with $5 says, at what point do these performances impact recruiting in the current commits? These guys have choices. Seems like uncertainty starts creeping in. Um, yeah, dude, Notre Dame's seven and three. If they were three and seven or something, yeah, that, nah. It's not, it's nothing to worry about. It's nothing to worry about having been a, a recruit. I, I promise you folks, like if Notre Dame was in some kid's top five, let's just say some hot shot 2025 recruit, and it's like, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, you know, name five other schools. I can promise you that young athlete isn't watching any of those five games on Saturday. The only, I mean, and then I think negative recruiting doesn't really happen as often as people think. Like they think, oh, well, so-and-so is going to get on the phone and call them and sling mud against Notre Dame. That doesn't really happen. You guys also have to understand, like, how you think about Notre Dame football is not the way that these kids do. Hundred percent. It's it's just not. Dude, they're 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 on Snapchat. Like they I, they're not even watching the games. I promise. You. I yeah. train the kids every weekend. Yeah. yeah, like they're excited about their future there. Like they're not like. And if oh, anything, the coach is going to be like, "This is why we need you." You know. Exactly. Eric with ten says, "Does Hartman look shell shocked to you? He looks like a complete so." Um, just kind of a side note. I, I, if I were you guys, I would say some of these super chats for the Goolsby show until later. Be like, hmm, we Goolsby and Singer didn't talk about this this topic. Um, so I, I, I just want to say, like, we love the super chats; are very appreciative of them. But like, some of these things, you know, it's a good point. You know, we're going to talk about Hartman, Eric. We, I love you. Appreciate the tip. He does say, does Hartman look shell shocked to you? He looks like a completely different quarterback since Ohio State. Is this a case of lost confidence, or you think he was never good? You guys like, and this is just tossing up a softball that goes for me. <laughs> so, but this is, I like the way that this is framed. Yeah, yeah. Does Hartman look, and we can go long today, right? It's fine. Yeah. Okay, okay. Does, cool. Hartman, does Hartman look shocked to you? I don't necessarily, shell shocked to you. Not, I, I don't know necessarily. No, I'm going to say no. And generally speaking, no, I, I'm going to say no. He looks completely different since Ohio State. Yes. Why? Because we're playing power five teams you know the first four weeks where he looked where he was close to perfect i mean folks we're playing fbs teams like we're playing historically black schools we're playing navy like we weren't playing good teams so he hasn't looked the same because the level of competition is is greater and sure that affects his confidence he ain't that good he's realizing it yeah the youtube chats crack me up i shouldn't have given that little tidbit on my um my issues this weekend um with my bodily issues because they're just roasting me and it's it just makes me laugh sometimes i'm laughing at go ahead mike well you said you do it to yourself you're gonna live off taco bell man you gotta deal with the repercussions (laughs) the irony is that this wasn't taco bell this time but um we'll we'll continue on mike with five dollars says running running the ball is our strength in uh, coach markstrom's philosophy so why so little play action in the passing game to complement only two of thirty plays for action. Yes, we talked about this. It's, it's um, I don't have a great. I don't have a great answer. It's it's too obvious. It's this, this some of this stuff. It's just like 
um, yeah, it's, it's too obvious. And I, in particular, and that's the thing it's worked when we've called it. Yep. So I don't, I don't have a good answer. Mike, appreciate you. Steve Perry with 10 says, regardless if the Irish went out and grab a victory in a second tier bowl game this season, we'll have once again ended with the program having more questions than answered for once would be nice the other way around. Yeah. I mean, you're only a couple of years into Freeman's tenure. You know, I like, I, I agree. I agree. And I, me personally, I would rather go to a pinstripe bowl and win a win a game than go to a, a playoff and lose or, you know, go to a New Year's Six. I'd rather just finish out the year on a win, personally. Really? Oh, yeah, for sure. For but, sure. It's not a national the- I mean, if it's the playoff, I mean, if I'm going to a New Year's Six Bowl as a player, I don't care. I want to play for a championship. Okay. Personally, we've talked so about you that. you put playoff in there. You, you, you'd walk that back, right? Just and New Year's Six. But playoff, you'd rather take a playoff. Because at least you're making the playoff. Like you want to make. If we get embarrassed, dude. If we get embarrassed, no. I mean, if we lose forty-two to ten in a playoff game, I'd rather <laughs> go win the pinstripe bowl. This is the player lens, Mike Goolsby. Because I'm thinking, I no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, if you look at Notre Dame as a playoff, as a, as a as a program, when we've made our runs to the championship, we've gotten our dicks kicked in, right? And then people, it's like, okay, then we get relegated back down. We get pushed back down. They're not a real contender. So as opposed to us, like, we weren't a championship playoff team this year. I don't care what you thought about Sam Harmon. We weren't. So had we made the playoff and we got the break speed off of us, I would rather just go win a pinstripe bowl and keep building momentum. If you get beat down in a playoff game or even a New Year's Six game, that sets the program back to me more than just winning a uh, you know pinstripe bowl. My, it's just momentum. Momentum. Yeah. My thought would be you go undefeated in the regular season or one loss, that's better than like an eight and four and you go to the pinstri- your pinstripe bowl. That That's kind of my counter to that. That's fair. And also, I mean, we won the Gator Bowl last year. I was like, oh. Felt good. Our quarterback looked great. Uh, Old Falk with five. That looked amazing. He did score a bunch. Um, Will Falk says, I don't understand the debate regarding developing quarterbacks versus taking one from the portal. If the offense needs a makeover, wouldn't any quarterback be starting fresh? Unless the quarter, unless there's no, not a makeover because you're starting the same quarterback from the year before. I don't understand the debate regarding developing quarterbacks versus taking one. So he's saying it's the same thing either way. Will, you got to watch more of the show. I get your argument. So you're saying you're starting over with player to be named later regardless the issue is will if player to rename be named later is a sam hartman that's here for one year you keep starting over that's the debate everybody looks at this stuff as a one-year deal it's a program it's like everybody only thinks about it versus one year it's like no this is a long-term thing nfl teams don't build a franchise for one year They'll get close. They'll build and build and build. And like to your point, Mike, they'll swing for the fences for a free agent signee to push them over the ledge. You with me, Singer? Yeah. So that's the argument, Will, is like if you get a player that's in your system for two, three years, you can build and they're back. So you're not starting over. I hope that answers your question. Yep. Will, appreciate you. Uh, a new face. Glad to see you in here, buddy. Uh, smooth 
yet psychedelic. <laughs> the ten dollars super chat. You'll never convince me that. Oh, Never convinced me that Hartman isn't an improvement over Buckner slash Pine. He's been bad, but I feel for the guy. He committed to Reese and got stuck with an offensive coordinator who's never called plays before. Mike, I'm not trying to convince you. What? No, I'm saying this. The, the, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm oh. not trying to content, convince Tim Hard, Tim Hyde that he's a. But again, uh, that he's an improvement. My point is. He was a finished product, and the finished product wasn't that good to begin with. Maybe a Buckner, maybe a Pine, maybe an Angeli, maybe a Minchie, maybe a Carr. You, they can improve. So, of course, he was better because he's been doing it for five, six years, right? He didn't commit to Reese. Hartman was a Freeman guy. So you're wrong about that. Yeah, I think Hartman was just kind of Notre Dame guy, you know, in yeah, general. Dude, yeah, like I said, it's good for whatever's good for the brand, dude. Hoder, Notre Dame, oh, excuse me, uh, Rick Palmer with two bucks says Hartman is 0-6 going against Clemson. Has he really played Clemson six years in a row? That's crazy. He's at least 0-5. I think he's actually 0-5, to be fair. Yeah. But no, like Tim Hyde said, he gets a pass. He gets he just plays bad against Clemson. Or he plays bad against Louisville, so he just gets a pass. And what's crazy about this Hartman thing, it's literally like puke. People will watch Hartman play like shit against Clemson 2023 for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and they'll come at me on Twitter being like, he threw six touchdowns last year. It's like, who cares? Who cares? He still lost, and it's like, this is – he plays for us now. That's their argument is he played through six touchdowns last year? What a silly argument. All right, I'm going to go through the Super Chats and just – let's just get all the Hartman ones out. JP, $5, do you actually think Buckner or Pine would do – oh, you guys are killing me. I love you guys. You guys are killing me. Do you think killing actually – Killing you has nothing to do with you, Singer, and has nothing to do with you. Mike, do you think Buckner, Buckner or Pine would do better than Sam? Long-term, probably, which was my argument the whole time. There's room for improvement with a young quarterback. There's room – you saw a six-year quarterback throw a pick six against a team that he's played five, six times. But you see a young quarterback do it, and you crucify crucify him. So, yes, JP. I think long-term, maybe not pine, physical limitations, but long-term, I think a lot of these kids could be better than Hartman. JP, thanks for the five. Scrolling through. Uh, I agree with Mike from Mark. I agree with Mike. This transfer portal has changed college football. Sasha and same getting $2 million, and the other guys have to sit on the bench. Last thought. Put it on a T-shirt, brother. Notre Dame will do more for Sam Hartman than Sam Hartman will do for Notre Dame. Date it. January 1, 23. Okay. I think that's I'm reading the comments. Buckner and Pine, both trash. What is Hartman? You been watching the games? Eric Seitz, $20, very generous. Thank you. He says, maybe it's too early, but confidence in what next year will be with a new quarterback, new strength coach, new left tackle, retooled secondary, possibly a new defensive coordinator and offense coordinator. Also, 100% agree with with your Hartman take with Hyde last week. What is my confidence? Shoot. It's too early. We don't know who the quarterback would be. We don't know who the strength coach would be, but we don't really know who the left tackle would be. We don't. 
<laughs> How the hell are we supposed to have any confidence? Really? That's I just think I think that a lot of uh, this is my answer. To, and it, yes, Eric, I appreciate the super chat, but it is it is a little premature because we're not even done with 2023. But so much of people's hope was tied to Sam Hartman, and that hope is gone. This this season, this experience with Hartman has been an abject failure. The guy is not good. So so much of that hope has to be renewed somewhere because you errantly falsely attach so much hope to one player that was never that good to begin with. So, yeah, I don't think I personally probably don't go. I, I go into next season with more questions than answers. I mean, the hope that I get is from these recruiting classes. The hope that I get is from Cam Williams. Everybody, Mike wants to talk about CJ Hart, uh, CJ Carr. When it's all said and done, Cam Williams, I'm telling you, talked about this with John earlier today. Cam Williams has got the potential to really kind of change the shift, the tide in terms of the way Notre Dame receivers are looked at. He's a special kid. Couple Chicago guys talking about a Chicago guy. You love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Five star Notre Dame receiver commits. Twenty four class will be in South Bend in, in a couple months. Uh, Jay with ten dollars. Thank you. He says, "I don't know about you guys, but I am deathly afraid of what the offseason will bring." Lousy nine and three finish with no offensive identity. Defense unloads with a majority of seniors slash grads. Is next year an auto rebuild year? It, yeah, depending. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's got to shake out in terms of who's going to come back, who's going to be asked back, who's going to leave. Yeah, it absolutely has the potential to be that. It absolutely does. And then you're like, okay, what transfer wants to come? There's, I'm telling you, man, there's there's going to be no shortage of of things to talk about in the offseason, and we just got to get through this year first. I hate to say it. No, no it's fair. Uh, Jay, appreciate the 10. Uh, Pilney35, $20 Super Chat. Thank you very much. He says, this was a talented team that withered under poor coaching Ohio State game proved that leadership matters there's no such thing as a good team with crappy coaches another head coach with no head coach experience growing pains equals losses no I agree but you know I don't think that the team was incredibly talented and I think we all agree with that the problem with the team is the offense so are we talented I don't know is Hartman that good I don't know are the receivers that good I don't know so it's like we are talented. Are we elite? No, not in enough areas, not in the areas that that count. But yes, there's absolutely going to be, you know, some growing pains in terms of like, yeah, Freeman's still to this point is not a great in-game coach. Pilney 35, appreciate you. Uh, Mr. Game of Fame with five dollars says, listening since the beginning of last season, first time super chat. If Barker gets canned, how much? trust you have for Freeman for hiring the, or how much trust do you have in Freeman for hiring the right guy moving forward at coordinator? No, I appreciate you watching all this time. Thanks for the super chat. I like the way you framed how much trust do you have in Freeman hiring the right guy? It comes down to what Freeman wants for the offense in terms of an identity. It comes into the administration supporting Freeman because there's, there's, there's nuance to all of this, right? It's not, we're not going to the grocery store with an unlimited budget. It's just not the case. What does Freeman want? What does admin allow for? And then beyond that, will the person come? Because we sit there and think as Notre Dame fans, oh, we can get anybody we want. That's just not the case with an unproven coach like Freeman. Mr. But Game do, I, do, I, do I trust in him? Do I have faith in him? Yes. Mr. Game of Fame, thank you. Ar Mendoza, stating the obvious, but next year is such a big year for Freeman. Yep, year three is... 
always very important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice if, it, you know, he went into year three with a quarterback. <laughs> if you knew who your starting quarterback was going to be, wouldn't it be? That, that, that'd help you sleep at night. But we went all in this year. Starting over next year. So you, with that statement, though, that you're, you're saying that you would have preferred them to stay in-house, right? I just wish we had the same quarterback for more than one year. In terms of building a program, and I think maybe you picked the you picked the wrong guy to go all in on to start over next year. Was it worth it? Was it worth it to lose three games and go to the pinstripe bowl? I just don't know if that if you had kept a different quarterback, kept the pine, kept the Buckner. I don't know if you couldn't have had the same results with those guys. Sam Hartman hasn't been good. Armendoza, thank you for the five. Uh, Jim with $10, he says, we obviously need more coaching expertise on the offensive side of the ball, but let's get real. Watch the LSU, Bama, and uh, USC Washington games, and we are nowhere close to having that kind of elite offensive talent. Agreed. All right, Jim, thank you for the 10. There you go. Goolsby agrees with you. Appreciate you. Uh, SB with five, he says, new subscriber, lots of talk about the passing game being too simple. How simple is too simple? Where does it become too complex? Is this all BS? I can't get into that for five bucks. Oh, new subscriber, let's talk about the past game being too simple. How simple is too simple? <sighs> Singer, help me out. I'm getting tired. Uh, where does it become? I mean, listen, folks, like I'm I'm literally I'm pissed. You can't ask three questions in one question, <laughs> especially when there's 25 super chats. Not to be a dick, but it's like. That's 15 minutes to unpack that. How how simple is too simple? I don't know. Where does it become too complex? I don't know. It depends on the players. Is it all BS? Football isn't that difficult. I could I could say that much. Football's not that difficult. You know, if 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 they're blitzing up the middle, run something over the middle. The safety drops down, you run something behind it. It's like there's a chain of events that happens with play calling. SB Appreciate you though, brother. Welcome to the welcome you, to, dude. Sorry, welcome to the up and show, man. How many more do we have left? Six. Perfect. Mike Nolan with five. He says, Mike and Mike, what does it mean for Freeman not making a New York six bowl? Expectations were very high going in the second season. Love the show. Um I don't yeah. think, I think like, it's I think it's still too early. <laughs> it's so funny. It, Mike Nolan, let somebody else get a super chat in, by the way, brother. Uh or join the Patreon. You can ask all the questions you want for <laughs> Less than you spent this episode. Uh, what does it mean? So we were supposed to be a playoff team this year. So then we went from being a playoff team to being a New Year's Six team, and we didn't do that. So the expectations were high. Why? Because of your quarterback. End of story. So it's like, again, you picked, you, 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 you brought the wrong girl to the dance. Mike Nolan, appreciate you, brother. Uh, Trash says, what I want for Christmas is singer's charm, Tim's wisdom, and Goolsby's awesome physique. Found Caleb Williams' reaction to his. Found Caleb Williams' reaction to his loss hilarious. Hashtag karma trash. Good to see you in here, um, yeah. as always. Caleb um, Williams, he's a, he's. there's a lot going on with that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael with a $2 super chat. No message. Michael, appreciate you and your support for the show. Mark says, the narrative I keep hearing is that the receivers can't get open. If that is true, can you help me understand why it doesn't make sense to me? They are getting open. 
they are getting open. Sam won't throw it to Tobias Merriweather after his like midseason kind of like drop fest. He doesn't trust him, which I understand. Understood. You know, a guy has to trust a receiver. He trusted Mitchell Evans the same way that Pine trusted Michael Mayer. But yes, there are people open. There are people open. I'm telling you, I watch a lot of the film many times over. I don't think that Sam Hartman can see him. And that's why I said early on in the show, Mark, he doesn't extend the play. How many times have you seen Sam Hartman can't find anybody and he sacks himself? We've seen it, Singer, right? He just tucks it and closes his eyes and gets sacked. He's not a good, great quarterback, dude. So it's like he could find work. He, he doesn't do that. So, yes, receivers are open. Are they running wide open, like first-round picks from Alabama, Georgia, LSU, et cetera? No. Are they open? Yes. Mark, appreciate the five. Al with 10 says, so if Freeman wants to run the ball, why did Estima get three runs in the second half? Down 15 is not enough reason to me. Um, yeah, brother, we're with you. That, that's what we're kind of saying. That's what we're kind of saying. And that's I don't know if Freeman – it's a two-platoon system. You got offense over here. You got defense over here. Freeman was freaking out because they put points on the board. He's like, well, shit, now we got to throw the ball. And it's like, no, trust Golden. Trust your defense that they're going to tamp it down. They put the fire out. Get back to running the ball. We can never switch gears. Yeah. And that's, again, you can put that all you want on Parker. But, you know, Freeman is the head coach, and he can be like, hey, Parker, I want to run the ball. Yeah. You know, that, that's his job. Al, thanks for the 10. And lastly, Rich had a $5 super chat. Did not see a message from you, Rich. Um, but we do appreciate the support um, as always, folks. So, Mike, that's going to wrap it up, brother. I'm exhausted, dude. Sorry I'm so fired up. But this is, you know, just like you've seen this coming for a long time. And it's just like, and then I'm just, I'm just annoyed that we did all this for nothing. It's a bust. And now you got to start over next year with somebody else. It's annoying to me yeah and after i've been told i was wrong for 11 months it's just like not like a f you but it's just like dang it guys this could have been prevented all right everyone that is going to sign us off today's show please hit that thumbs up before you get out of here of course subscribe to our youtube channel for more content blueandgold.com is your home for all things notre dame football and recruiting uh, give Goolsby a follow at MikeGoolsby41. Check out his Patreon and the link of his Twitter. And as always, folks, we will catch you guys next time. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, 
Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.